Welcome to Rhonda's Remedy. Tonight, we have a guest, Kristen, who's going to ask me a question about relationships. Welcome to my show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. I was wondering if you could help me with some ideas of how I could practice, I guess, better self-care so I'm not quite as needy in relationships. Can you explain a little bit more about what would make you needy in a relationship? What would you consider neediness? It just kind of seems like I go from meeting someone to like talking to them. And but before we even get serious about dating, my common sense just goes out the window and I'm completely everything I don't want to be. <laughs> so Kristen, a lot of a lot of women struggle with this. Uh, I'm wondering whether this happens when you start getting closer to a man, I mean, in terms of intimacy or just spending more time with them or which is the the tipping point when you start to go from being independent to feeling like you're really concerned about how they feel about you, how much they're contacting you? It's like almost pretty much immediately if I am not constantly getting some sort of attention, I'm either wondering why and driving myself crazy overthinking it or, you know, nine times out of 10, just people are living their lives. <laughs> what kind of things do you do when you say that you act needy? Are there actual s- specific behaviors? Like, do you text them too much or um, just do you, do you have a lot of intrusive thoughts? Can you define what you mean by being needy? You know, now that like, it, I guess definitely with the intrusive thoughts for sure, because I definitely overthink myself into a problem sometimes that doesn't necessarily exist. Um, But, you know, like I said, that's exactly the type of behaviors I want to undo and (laughs) not practice. Does it ever, do you think that it gets to the point that it's actually interfering with a relationship or can you contain it enough that you're struggling with it, but it's not really interfering with the relationship that the guy doesn't even know what you're going through? Like he thinks you're independent and you're cool, but you're struggling with it on your own. Does it happen like that? Or he definitely finds out and he ends up distancing due to your clinginess? I mean, it seems like there is definitely like an awakening point, but I don't know that it's necessarily because of my clinginess or if it's just the type of men that I'm going after that, you know, are just narcissists. And (laughs) I, and I honestly, like when you were saying the type of needy behavior that I exhibit, I mean, every once in a while, I'll, as you've seen, I go on Facebook tangents and, you know, we'll share things that don't even necessarily apply to my life, but that becomes a huge deal that whoever I'm talking to automatically assumes I'm talking about them. And that seems to be the number one complaint. So Kristen, are you thinking that maybe also it could be the men you're getting involved with are distancers, that they do have issues about getting too close and anxiety about intimacy, and that they experience any kind of closeness developing, they get scared and they distance? Because if somebody's distancing, if you're, if you're highly interested in them, it could create anxiety within you and make you want to cling more because it's so anxiety inducing. So what do you think it has anything to do with the particular guys right. you're interested in? that yes it's because they have 100 percent. that definitely plays a huge role in that um i don't know what do you think i mean do you think that you should be just trying to be interested in different kind of men do you think that's 
So how and how do I know the difference between like trauma bonding and an actual healthy attachment to somebody? I mean, in sense, terms of trauma bonding, you mean that you're both, uh, like if the guy is hurting your feelings, then you're bonded with him? Like, would he be creating a trauma and that's why you're bonding with him? Because I'm thinking, one in case it starts off normal, no trauma, you're just dating, you maybe hook up or you're getting to the point of that and you're enjoying the relationship and then he just starts distancing a little bit. So there's no trauma involved. It's just, he's just distancing. I I think I'm talking about more so about our pasts, like how we both have certain traumas in common and that that's the foundation of our attraction, not so much who they are. That, I mean, it could be contributing to it, but I think if you try to look at it without going so deeply and just somebody that you're attracted to, you have a connection. The connection is building. And then they start to distance for whatever reason. And then you start to get anxious and you start clinging. That's where your work comes in on how you cope with that and the choices you're going to make on how to handle that. So, And how do I do that? Like, what are those choices? Well, I'd like to also look at the behaviors. I mean, it's possible that that maybe could be worked on further about where the anxiety is coming from. But you can also work on it behaviorally by just accepting that whenever you get close to somebody you really like, you may start to get anxious and you may have a, a like an urge to cling and working with that urge behaviorally, which would be, uh, for instance, like distracting yourself or staying busy, like things that seem so simple actually work. You know, if you accept it about yourself, right. sort of like if you are, um, I don't know, can you think of something that you have to cope with that is like on a daily basis that something sort of annoying, like uh, like a chronic pain kind of thing? I don't know, just anything like that. Sure. You know, like, uh, um, you know, like some people have to, uh, they have uh, problems with their knees or something or their back. They have di- dieting Absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. Food or something. You have to just cope with it on a daily basis. It would be like that, that you would have to endure those feelings if you're getting into a relationship with somebody and um, and see whether the relationship continues. I, mean, if see, I have a problem with even letting it get past that point. Like, I just get to the point where I don't even want to bother with them anymore. And I just cut all ties and delete them, block them and cease all communication. You know, I once had an experience personally where I was in a relationship with a man and I got really mad because I wanted more of a commitment and, um, and he wasn't giving me the kind of commitment that I wanted. And I felt like my feelings were not being reciprocated. I thought the best thing to do was just to end it. You know, the, I don't want to long for somebody if they're not reciprocating it equally. So I did block this person and I blocked them for three weeks. And he was really mad when I unblocked him. He felt really hurt. And it, for me, it made it worse because I had no idea that he was that sensitive or that, um, See, but do you think that's sincere or do you think that that's just him using that as an excuse to make you feel bad for doing what you needed to do? That's a really great question. So um, I have struggled with that, whether or not that was, this is, let me tell you my struggle is that to do that to somebody, um, 
it, I didn't mean for it to be punitive, but I think a person can experience it as punitive. And if that person has trauma about abandonment and he needed to talk to me about like his response to it um, or his response to my wanting to end the relationship, he didn't have an opportunity to discuss it with me with any feelings that were. Sometimes I think this is the, what I learned from him, especially because right. I'm an author and I write books about relationships and men who distance, have intimacy issues. I thought about him later as a person who could have his own issues. And maybe he really did have a need to discuss it with me, his own reaction to my wanting to end the relationship or our connection, whether permanently or temporarily. And he didn't have that opportunity. And I thought that that may have something to do with his anger. So if I had to do it over again, I would not block somebody. What I would have done is said, this is not working for me. You know, I feel really angry that this, you know, whatever reason I'm angry, express the anger and say, uh, maybe at this point we should cut off communication. Like I'm, I'm not going to be in contact with you, you know, and then leave it open for in case the person needed to talk to me. Uh, but I think the blocking, the complete shutting the door in the person's face, I think really upset him or maybe traumatized him. Now, I'm not saying that for somebody that you really has really hurt you to the point that you really, no way, never want to speak to that person again. That's something different. I mean, I have blocked people who I had not one part of me had, like, betrayed me in some way. I don't even mean romantically. Um, You know, that I found that boundary-wise, I really, really wanted to never speak with them again, and I put up that wall. But if there's any part of you that you just, you know, you feel hurt, wounded, and or you think maybe this relationship is not the relationship you wanted. I don't I personally don't think blocking is the way to go. Yeah, I think see what the my last situation, he blocked me. And then we started talking again. He And then when we had an issue again in the future, I hurry up and blocked him thinking, oh, well, if anybody's blocking, I'm doing it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then that just tit for tat type thing and it was just like a vicious cycle where i'd block him and then unblock him and then block him and unblock him and finally i'm just like this is not worth it anymore and just i'd have him blocked i just deleted him and i did not block him because he had a similar reaction that you mentioned (laughs) oh he got really mad yeah yeah but again it wasn't i think it was more so that he couldn't tell me what he needed wanted to tell me right then and it was more of like a control thing it wasn't because he was emotionally scarred i just pissed him off by taking away his ability to manipulate me (laughs) how do you know it was that how do you know that he because now and like now that he has stated very specifically that Anything that happened in this period of my life, which is a period of time that we were together, didn't count for him. That he was so emotionally scarred at that time in his life that he was just on autopilot and and just kind of drifting. And he's sorry for the people that he affected, i.e. me. And just, you know, now that never even happened. And I'm like, this is the same person that was just crying that I blocked him and I wouldn't be friends with him on social media. Now, all of a sudden, oh, that I meant nothing, like literally made it very clear that I meant nothing. And I'm like, you don't, and he started a podcast and has his own podcast, which is why it's funny. I'm doing this. And it's like, now our whole relationship is just content. He has his own podcast. Now is he talking about the relationship he had with you? 
he has a relation him and his best friend have a relationship podcast where these single men are telling their stories of all their scorn women like it's it's supposed to be therapeutic for them but it's really just them airing out all of his dirty laundry and him trying to sound like a very evolved human because he's in therapy now and, and he's just trying to put up this big evolved front and it's all just so weird like it's just I literally it all was for nothing other than content at this point. It's that's so cheap and gross and ugh. That's why I had to just delete him. So that means that men are now starting podcasts to work through their issues with women publicly. Women are now content from men in their podcasts. literally. Well, I'll definitely be checking out this podcast where these two men are kvetching about women, and I'll report back to you next week. Perfect. So thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on my show and being my very first guest on Rhonda's Remedy. Thank you very much for having me. 